Welcome to SEN League's YouTube channel. I'm here with Dominic Crenidi, Thomas Costigan and myself, Charles Goodsir. And as we count down to the start of the 2024 Rugby League season, we thought we'd have a look at the state of all 17 NRL coaches. We're going to go through the list of all of them. We've got them in front of us and we're going to see whether they're fully safe, probably safe if things go poorly, needs a big 2024 or they're on the hot seat. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Going very well. Excited for the start of the footy season. Cannot wait. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, Tommy. I'm just so excited for NRL to start 2024. Let's get straight into it. Yeah, eh? yeah. Without further ado, let's start. Uh, This one's a big one, I think, to start off with. Brad Arthur of the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Tom, let's start with you, Matt. I know you've got some strong opinions on this. Yeah, on the hot seat for Brad Arthur. Um, So he's been with the club since, what, 2014. He's contracted until the end of 2025. Coming off a disappointing season in 2023 after they made the grand final the year prior in 2022. I just feel like the story with the Parramatta Eels the last few years is they can turn up on their day and beat Penrith. They've got a good record against them, who've been the benchmark, but then they can lose three straight against the Tigers, Dragons, Titans, you know, the bottom rung teams. And I just feel like, I feel like the Parramatta Eels and maybe the board feel the same way that they've kind of reached their peak with Brad Arthur. And unless they make the top eight, even the top four and have a serious push in the finals, even though he was contracted until the end of 2025, I think he'll get the sack. And so I think he's on the hot seat for me straight away. Yeah, completely agree. I think we, we obviously are doing this list in alphabetical order to start, but it's just a coincidence that Brad Arthur is number one. He is, I think, the most under-pressure coach in the NRL. Obviously, Parramatta have been a bit unlucky in terms of their salary cap management. Obviously, had to commit a lot to uh, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses. So they had to let, you know, the Reed Marnies, Murata Niakore's go, Isaiah Papali'i, but... There's just been no real improvement from Parramatta. There's no real light at the end of the tunnel. They haven't really made any key signings to improve on last year. So if they miss finals this year, I think Brad Arthur's tenure as Parramatta Eagles coach is over. Yep. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go needs a big 2024, but I completely agree with, with everything you guys say. I, I think he's a good coach. I think he does a lot with very little. I think... One thing the Eels lack is a bit of spark. Uh, so a big, I know there was all that conjecture about you know whether Clint Gutherson's an X Factor player, they're looking for an X Factor, you know, fullback or whatever. Uh, I think he doesn't have the best tools around him. They overachieved that 2022 season to make that grand final. Uh, that was their window. They missed out last year. I think was pretty much where we all had them sitting. I think around that 10th, 11th spot. So I'm going to say needs a big 2024. But I think. I, you know, outvoted two to one. So, uh, yeah, I think Brad Arthur goes on the hot seat. Up next, Craig Bellamy in entering his final season uh, as the Melbourne Storm coach. I mean, I feel like that's been the case for Asterix, the last yeah. four or five seasons now. Dom, you want to start with this one? Yeah, Craig Bellamy, obviously, there's no pressure under Craig Bellamy. Uh, the only question under Craig Bellamy is if he's going to keep coaching into uh, 2025 or not, which I don't think he will personally. But, yeah, I think... Craig Bellamy's probably on the complete opposite end of Brad Arthur. There is absolutely no pressure on him whatsoever. I think the Storm could finish 15th and Craig Bellamy's still got a job. Yeah, look, I, I think it's fully safe. I think even if they go without a single win this season, I think he's got enough credits in the bank and it probably will be his last season. I think I, I trust him at face value. So I'm going to say Craig Bellamy's fully safe. Fully safe. Again, I agree with all uh, with both of you. I think it's going to be his last year and they've just signed Jason Riles as an assistant. So I think it's going to be either him or another person in that storm coaching setup that will replace him in 2025. Uh, next, we move on to Wayne Bennett, head coach of the Dolphins. Now, this is an interesting one because we all sort of know that there's a succession plan in place with, with Christian Wolfe. He, he's not going to be the main man. I, I think if things go poorly, no. 
if things go poorly, <laughs> if they don't have a good start, stop it. I can see Wayne Bennett no. stepping aside and okay. starting to usher him in. Not, not to say that the club would ever move him on because I don't think any club, especially the Dolphins, being just their second season, would push Wayne Bennett out the door. I think Wayne Bennett is the type of guy who'd probably say, you know what, it's probably time to usher in uh, Christian Wolf maybe a little bit earlier than they might have anticipated, but I'm going to put him if things go poorly with a, with a big asterisk. See, I think it. he's fully safe because he we know he's retiring at the end of this year. We know Christian Wolf is going to take over on a three-year deal from 2025. And as other coaches in the past have done under Wayne Bennett, Christian Wolf has already kind of stepped up. He leads a lot of the training sessions. He's filled in for Wayne multiple times during games. Um, they've just signed Jake Avarillo, Tom Flegler, and Herbie Farmworth. So in my opinion, they're going to be better. They're going to be contesting for the top eight. Even if they don't make it, he's completely fully safe because if you're the Dolphins, also Wayne Bennett says, all right, once I finish coaching, I'll stay in a football advisory role, take care of the juniors. If you're the Dolphins, you want to kind of cherish every single moment of Wayne Bennett being your head coach. You want to build the narrative. You want to get all that media attention. And imagine you don't want his last, you don't want Wayne Bennett's last game to be, oh, and then he got sacked or he got pushed the next week. You want to be there in round 27 or in week two of the finals and be like, right, Wayne Bennett's final home game at the Dolphins for the Suncorp Stadium, Wayne Bennett's final home game. So in my opinion, Bennett's fully safe. Can, can I ask you this though? Can you see a scenario in which he sort of abdicates a little bit and then ushers I, in Christian Wolf? I could, could see that happen? a very, very minimal chance. Less okay. than 3%. In less my, than 3%. Less I like it. 3%. You crunched the numbers. Dom, thoughts? Uh, sorry, boys. I'm just getting a phone call from Tim Sheens, who's who's just uh, asking for that scenario <laughs> that Tommy just played out there. This is the West Tigers 2.0, right? But I don't think they're in a position to sack Wayne Bennett. They've been a club for just under 18 months now. You've got the greatest NRL coach of all time, in my opinion, there. Even if he does step aside, it would be very late in the season and he'd probably have some, you know, some barley holiday booked or some Wayne Bennett. Would <laughs> but it's why he's, he's fully safe because we know it's his last yeah, year. Yeah, he's fully safe. And yeah. so why yeah. would they do it anyway when, he, yeah. when he's going to stay with the club anyway in an advisory yeah. role after? Yeah. I, I agree with what you're, you're both saying uh, with fully safe. We'll go with fully safe. I just think I can see a scenario in which they, they go poorly. They have signed a lot of good talent as well. I think they are a good enough team to make the eight. If it doesn't go according to plan, I can see him moving aside a little bit earlier. Fair enough. We now move on to Cameron Seraldo. This one really interests me. Uh, mm-hmm. His second year, it was a year that was started out really positively in, in 2023. I think they beat that uh, the Storm very early on for the first time in, I think maybe it was like 2014 or something. It had been a while. It then tapered off really poorly at the back end of last year. A lot of off-season drama as well. Tom, where do you think Cameron Serraldo sits on our list? I think he's right in the middle if things go poorly for me with Serraldo. So he's he was kind of touted as the next you know big thing coaching-wise, was there at Penrith for a, a while. He's there contracted until the end of 2026. We know how much Gus Gould likes him. But if you remember last year, they had the worst defense in the NRL by a long, long shot. Yeah, they were averaging bad. 30 points per game. I think there were 10 games where they conceded 40 or more points, which is just ridiculous. So they've signed a lot of players as well in the offseason, um, headlined by Stephen Crichton. Um, a lot of utility players, a lot of um, forwards there. So another new system, essentially. And I feel like if they're in the bottom three to four, and they play with the same or play with the the same lack of intent and lack of attitude, especially in defense that they had in 2023. I think they're 
we know Gus is not afraid to make big changes. So if they come out with the same lack of intent and their defense is poor again, I think he could go. So for me, he's right in the middle if things go poorly. Yeah, uh, I've I got to disagree there. I think he needs a big 2024. Okay. I think because we've just seen the track record of Gus Gould, he is ruthless. And as good as uh, – I agree with what you said. He loves Cameron Serraldo, who was this next big thing. But if we get to game one origin, the Bulldogs have properly won three games, do you not think he'll be the most under pressure besides Brad Arthur? Like the Bulldogs are such a proud club. Gus yeah, Gould. Well, it all depends as well how you lose those games. Yeah, like yeah, if they're of losing, course, right? yeah. you know, tight games against Penrith yeah. or Broncos and stuff, and they're in those games, and yeah. no, but it, it all matters. Context matters. But yeah. I, I'm happy to go with needs a big 2024. What about you, Charles? Yeah, I'm, I'm also needs a big 2024. I think, um, I think the Bulldogs have been the most aggressive uh, club in terms of recruitment over yeah. the off season. Yeah. Not necessarily match winners or genuine game breakers outside of maybe Stephen Crichton. Mm. They've got a lot of utility players. So you've got Blake Taff in there, uh, Kurt Mann as well. You've got a lot of players who can fill in the holes. I think that's what they were missing last year with loads of injuries was that depth. And Mm. I think that's where the defense sort of tapered away. I think the reason why I've got the needs of big 2024 is because Serraldo was the hottest coach on the market. Rookie coach as well. He was touted as, you know, the, the next big thing especially with his defense as well. And it was just nowhere to be seen last year. So, and with, you know, with Gus Gould breathing down his neck, I think that, you know, you need a big 2024. You need to at least show Bulldogs fans something who have been waiting very patiently. And they thought last year was going to be the year. Wasn't to happen. So yeah, let's see where it takes it from here. Yeah. Uh, Shout out. Shout out to Gus Gould. Yes. Uh, send me a text back. Yeah. This one won't take too much time. I think we can just have a quick one-word answer. Ivan Cleary. Fully safe. Uh, is this? Uh, are we actually debating this? Or yeah, fully, fully safe. safe. Yeah, I think we well, can. Right, we, he, we can here's a question. One. Throw an yeah. interesting one. What would Ivan Cleary have to do this year to get sacked? Well, I was going to say he would have to retire. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I genuinely think that yeah, he could enough. he yeah. could lose every game by sixty points, and they could go they couldn't score a single point in those games. And he would still be safe at the end of the year. The, yeah. the only the only way he's not in the job in twenty twenty five is if he steps down. Yeah, if he yep. doesn't want to be there. If he doesn't want to be there anymore, he's earned, and like he could coach for the next ten years, not win a single game, and I still don't think they'd sack him. <laughs> this one is a little bit more interesting, however. And I'm Tom. I'm going to start with you, being the the Sydney Roosters fan. Ooh. Jason Demetrio of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. Where do you see him in twenty twenty four? So, if you asked me this before um, he got re signed, I would have said on the hot seat. But he, they, which I don't get at all. Um, straight uh, the week after the grand final, they re-signed him until the end of 2026. So there was obviously putting some faith in there. They got rid of Sam Burgess, who we know Demetrio and Burgess didn't get along about some of the coaching methods. You know, um, especially with the likes of Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, by all reports. So, oh, maybe they were they were the most disappointing team in 2023 because they had so much expectation. They were leading the comp after 11 rounds. So would it be fair enough to say needs a big 2024 or if things go poorly? I, I would agree with you. I think if until they'd re-sign him, I would have said in the hot seat, I'm going to say needs a big 2024. If like th- This is a team that should be competing for premierships. Uh-huh. They, they were the best team after 11 weeks last year by a long margin and then just collapsed. I think they only won three games yep. after that period as well. And they just looked very uncompetitive. It looked like the, you know, the, you know, the lunatics are running the insane asylum down there with all the rumours about players, you know, running drills and you know, not, you know, the coach not really having any power. So I'm also going to go with needs a big 2024. Dom, what say you? Uh, yeah, 
I, I really like Jason Dimitri. I think as a, as a person and as a player managing coach, I think he, I think I would love to play under him personally. Does he have that killer mentality? Now I know that's something you'd say for a player, but for a coach, like, does he have the ability if, you know, I, I don't mean to call him out here, but Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker acting out, does he have the pull to say, listen, you know, pull your socks up and let's actually go and win a premiership. Mm-hmm. I doubt that at the moment. So for that reason, I'm definitely saying needs a big 2024. So we're happy to agree with that. Yeah, yep. happy to agree with that. Another interesting one here from the Cronulla Sharks, Craig Fitzgibbon. Ooh. Now they're coming off back-to-back uh, finals campaigns, uh, but they have not yet won a final. They had those two losses in 2022, lost that elimination final against Sydney Roosters. I'm, I'm going to say Craig Fitzgibbon needs a big 2024. Uh, for whatever reason, they just can't seem to beat any top four teams or any genuine contenders. They 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 win the games they should, but if they really want to be considered a, a genuine premiership throughout, they need to start winning those really big games. I think there's big question marks on Nico Hines, whether Craig Fitzgibbon can get the most out of him as well. I just think, I just think similar to the Eels a little bit, I think they have a little bit more star power, but they lack sort of that big name outside of Nico Hines and whether or not Craig Fitzgibbon can get the most out of that roster remains to be seen. So I'm, I'm going to say needs a big 2024. Um, so I still think he's probably safe just because, again, the contract situation. So he's there until the end of 2026. They absolutely love him there at Cronulla. Dino Mezzatessa, the CEO, speaks glowingly about him. The whole community get around him. I do agree with, with you what you said, Chuck. So they came second in 2022, came sixth in 2023. Um, so they've lost. They played three finals games under Fitzy. They've lost all three. They're definitely a better regular season team than they have shown in the finals. So that's where they need to work on and they need to improve their top four record. However, given the contract situation until uh, until the end of 2026 and given how much the organisation and the community and the players love him, my, I'd still go with probably safe. Craig can't win a final Fitzgibbon. Uh, look, as, <laughs> as a Dragons harsh. fan, I was smiling when you went through their last uh, couple finals campaigns because, quite frankly, I can't stand the Cronulla Sharks. But bias aside, I think Fitz is safe unless they do something really catastrophic, finish 10th, 11th, or have a complete and utter tumble mid-season like, or at the back end of the season like the Rabbitohs did last year. I think Adam Fanua Blake coming in 2025 and Fitzy being a pretty big part of that That's would a very good keep point, him yeah. safe because... You don't want to upset your star player. And as you said, outside of Nico Hines, I don't really have that star player. Fanua Blake is that. Fitzy is a big part of him coming. I don't think you want to mess with that. So I'm assuming the Sharks will be in that, you know, six to four range on the ladder anyway. So yeah, I think he's probably safe. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Going probably safe. Now here's an interesting one and it's the Dragons. So I'm going to get your take on it first on being our resident Dragons fan. Shane Flanagan. Ah, oh, Shane Where does Flanagan. He sit? Look, a, as a coach, I actually think Shane Flanagan's a good coach. Can Sh- Shane Flanagan, if you're listening to this, can you go 24 hours without calling David Riccio, Michael Carianas, Brent Reid, someone from the Telegraph? Stop leaking stories and stop doing interviews with the Telegraph. Go quiet. We're the worst team in the NRL. We're going to get the spoon this year. How about you get the media attention away from us? Focus on the other teams. No one's focusing on the Tigers and the Bulldogs despite everything that's happening. Everything's, oh, the Dragons this, the Dragons that. Shane Flanagan, stop talking. Okay, that's my Shane Flanagan rant done. In terms of his actual tier, it'd have to go really bad for him, to be honest. So he's in that middle tier there for me, honestly. Um, you know, his first first time, first year coach technically with the Dragons, not a first year coach at all, but he's been at the club before. They all seem to love him there. I think he's got this season off. Ben Hunt will probably leave and 
yeah, big uh, big season ahead for Shane Flanagan and the Dragons. So you're going fully safe? No, no, no. no? I think uh, if things ha- if things go poorly, like if we don't win a game by game two of Origin, he's gone. Oh, he's- I see. I get, again, I think he's fully safe because what what you just said there, you're a Dragons fan, and everyone expects him to win the wooden spoon. They're the favourite to win the wooden spoon. So if they win the wooden spoon. It's okay because that's what was expected of them. What if, if they, they win the wooden spoon with zero wins? Well, though? that's yeah. not going to happen. Well, if, you if, never. It's the dragon. If they don't, if they don't, if they improve on that, then it's it's a success for Flano. And Flano has a good track track record as a head coach. Do I like this squad? Absolutely not. I think it's terrible. Apart right. from Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax, and some other some other players there. But however, again, and the next two coaches we're going to do after this are both. Um, first-time coaches with their respective clubs, I think they're all fully safe because they're first-year coaches. So, again, for me, Shane Flanagan is fully safe. I'm also going Shane Flanagan fully safe. I think, yeah, it's his first year with a terrible, terrible roster. They haven't signed anyone good. Uh, they've missed out on a lot of players. I, I know that Joe Manu was, was never really on the table, but, look, they, they threw Still it out chance. there. They dangled the carrot, got absolutely nothing from it. And with your star player... You know, having to say to the to the media that no, no, I'm not being held hostage. No, no, no. I actually kind of like it. Link twice, Ben Hunt. Yeah, Link twice. That's all I want. Exactly say. right. But like, it's his first year, so I'm also going to go fully safe. And I think we can also rattle off quickly here. Des Haslin, the Gold Coast Titans, his first year with an exciting roster. I'm I'm going to go fully safe. It's it's Des. Fully safe. I've actually they're a dark horse for me to make the top eight. Um, even if they don't make the top eight. He'll, he's safe, so fully safe for Des. Yep, uh, not much more to add there. Des is a good coach. Hope he does well. Yeah, fully safe. Now, uh, also, uh, another case that we can probably just go around pretty quickly, uh, Benji Marshall with the West Tigers. A big off-season of change for the West Tigers. It, they've, they're always in the headlines. Uh, <laughs> but I think, we're, I think especially Tigers fans will agree with us that they're finally starting to see a glimmer of hope from a really poor decade or so. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go fully safe. A club legend, he's got a lot of time to turn things around. Uh, Jerome Luai coming in 2025 is also big. He was instrumental in getting him across the line. So fully safe of mine. Fully safe. Yeah, fully safe. Like you said, Jerome Luai's not there without him. I think if he goes, we could see a bit of an Isaiah Papali'i from 2022 when he really didn't want to go to the Tigers and was. Mm, yeah. uh, <laughs> he had his magnifying glass out in the contract looking for any backflip clause there. So, uh, yeah, 100% fully safe. Benji Marshall, good on you, mate. Um, now, this one intrigues me. I'm going to let you guys start first in this mm. one, but Adam O'Brien from the Newcastle Knights. Tom, where do you so think he sits? Adam O'Brien is the current, uh, along with Craig Bellamy, they're the only coaches who are not contracted beyond 2024. <laughs> so I think the Newcastle Knights surprised a lot of people um, last season off the back of Callum Ponga moving back to fullback, winning the Dalian Medal of the Year. But before that, 2022, they had a really poor year, um, made the finals in 2020, and I believe in 2021, if I'm not mistaken, they may have missed it there. But I still think, just because it's his, he's the final year on his deal, not contracted past there, I think he needs a big 2024. If they don't make the finals, based on the expectations of last year, based off Callum Ponga winning the Dalian medal, the, you know, the low-hanging fruit, the easy thing to do is get rid of the coach. And so that's why I think he needs a big 2024. Yeah, um, there was a lot of reports coming out of Newcastle last year before Caelan Ponga went on his run that O'Brien was done, mm-hmm. writing was on the wall. So could see the same thing happening here. But I think given what happened last year and kind of just the whole of Newcastle getting back around the Knights and you had that really good vibe about the Knights. It was everyone's second favourite team all of a sudden. So I, I think things would have to go poorly for Adam O'Brien. And I'd expect a Caelan Ponga good start to the season, origin, you know, behind him again. 
Knights are doing well, maybe sitting in that eight to six range and O'Brien gets a two, three year extension. Yeah, I'm I'm the resident Knights fan here. I'm very pessimistic about this season. I think last season was just this golden run that just can't be replicated. I quote last year's season of Ghostbusters. It's lightning in a bottle. You know, you can you can try all you want to try and replicate it. It just won't work. Uh, I think Adam O'Brien is. I have him in the if things go poorly range mm-hmm. because I agree. Like if we finals, we should make finals with the roster we have. Kalen Ponga is is the best player in the competition without a doubt. Don't Whoa. even. SJ had a great run last year, but but Kalen Ponga is the Did best. Did you not watch the twenty twenty three grand final last seventeen minutes by any chance? Oh look, he, he was all right, Nathan Cleary. But um, but I, I think in terms of Adam O'Brien, I think he needs to start well. We can't have a slow start like we did last year and try to play catch up. I think finals is a must, and if things are going pear shaped halfway through the season, it, it could turn ugly. So I'm going to put Adam O'Brien in the if things go poorly yep. category. That's fair. So uh, now Todd Payton from the North Queensland Cowboys. I think they were, they were the surprise in 2022. They uh, they've sort of, you know, went back to the pack in 2023, missed finals. Where do we see Todd Payton, Dom? I I really like Todd Payton's chances this year. I think a bit of a change in the captaincy and, you know, uh, ushering out the older guard with the Jason Talmalolas and uh, Chad Townsend. So they've got this really vibrant, youthful squad. They've re-signed Tom Dearden. I think they're going to do well. But right now, the Cowboys, Todd Payton, I think... He's not in the needs of big 2024, although they do need it. He's not in that category. He's in the category with uh, Adam O'Brien there yeah. if things go poorly. Yeah. But I, I think he's going to uh, – by the end of the season, I think we'll see Todd Payton go into the fully safe category. I think he's one of the best and most underrated coaches in the NRL. Yeah, so gets there in 2021, kind of revamps the squad, revamps what they're mm-hmm. doing, don't make the finals. 2022 focuses all on defense. They make the prelims, go down in heartbreaking fashion to the Eels. And then 2023 – Started really poorly, then mid-season had like a resurgence and, you know, being the Rabbitohs, being the Storm, they beat, I know they beat an understrength um, Panthers without their origin players in Golden Point, so uh, they're back. And then they just completely let their foot off off the pedal towards the back end of the season and missed the final. So I'm with Dom. I think if things go really poorly for them again, um, Todd Payton could be on the out and some of their le- some of their senior players as well could also be on the out. So I'm going to go if things go poorly for Todd Payton? Well, I'm going to be outranked 2-1 to one anyway with the things go poorly. I'm going to have him in the probably safe category. I think the Cowboys make the top four again this year. I think Ooh. progress is not always linear. I think last 2022 is their breakout year and that came back to bite them with a lot of their stars playing in that World Cup as well. A lot of them playing in Origin camps for the first time. I think that 2023 year is kind of a kick in the ass about you know, what it takes to stay up. So I think they'll be back. Uh, new co-captains as well. Uh, I think that always helps the energy. So I think he's probably safe, but uh, I've been outranked. So if things go poorly, and I don't entirely disagree with what you guys said. Thank you. Uh, and we'll start with you on this one, Tommy. Trent <laughs> Robinson from the Sydney Roosters. Yes. Um, this is really interesting, my man Robbo. So he's he's signed there until the end of 2028. So that was confirmed before the a ball was kicked in 2023. Um, we all know how 2023 ended. Were, the Roosters were pretty bad for 85% of the regular season, then finished seventh, made week to the finals, and were one minute away from making the prelims, but lost to the Storm in heartbreaking fashion. Um, however, they still haven't made it past week two of the finals since they went back-to-back in 2018-2019. Haven't made it to the prelim finals. 
They've just signed Spencer Lenu and Dom Young for 2024. They're once again premiership heavyweights. It's going to be the final year for um, Daniel Tupo and Jared Warrior Hargreaves. I think a lot of pressure, as well as Robbo, is on um, the players, especially the leadership players like Kiri, James Tedesco, Jared Warrior Hargreaves. Um, a lot of pressure lays with those guys. Um, I'm going to go with, oh, and I know the Roosters are cutthroat, so I'll, I'll put him in the if things go poorly category because we know Nick Politis is not a stranger to making tough decisions, a la Mitchell Pearce and Cooper Cronk back in 2017, 2018. Um, so if they don't make it past week two again or if they start really poorly and then can't figure it out and fail to make the finals, which would only be the second time under Robbo's reign, I think he could he could get paid out and could see you later. So I think if things go poorly for Robbo and the Roosters, yeah, and and you mentioned that sort of that poor start, and I know that you're not a fan of the Roosters going to Vegas no, either. If if he if they go they lose in Vegas, yep. Do you think he's just sort of on the back foot from then? I, he's on the back foot. Yeah, I just don't like it because we need to focus on the start. I think by the midway mark of the season, so when they've hit their 12 game mark, they need to be, in my opinion, at least eight and four. They're going to have eight wins and four losses. They can't be below that. Otherwise, they're just going to be chasing wins like they did the back end of the season. And when they chase wins towards the back end of the regular season, they're playing finals intensity every week. And that's why they burn out when they get to week two or week one of the finals because they've just been playing that high intensity from round 20 to round 27, and it catches up with them, in my opinion. So if things go poorly for the Roosters and Trent Robinson... Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just going to say he's probably safe, just because I think he's a good coach. He's got enough credits in the bank, and I think last year was a poor year. I think they will acknowledge that they've boosted up some of their stocks as well. It's the it's last dance sort of their aging stars as well. I think they will be there and thereabouts. I, I think they'll clean up their mistakes. So I'm going to say probably safe. Yeah, I'm going probably safe as well. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there with the Cooper Cronk Mitchell Pierce stuff, but. Mitchell Pierce went because Cooper Cronk was available. Yeah, yeah, that's who fair. who currently could you see becoming available that could that you know Roosters fans could get up for? Okay, yeah, he's our coach. I'm excited, right? No one. Mm, at the I moment. think I'm. Yeah, I'm just. It's the yeah. pessimistic in me. So oh, like, and you've produced Craig Fitzgibbon, Adam O'Brien, Jason Rolls from the assistant ranks in the last couple of years. I just don't see anyone of the light coming through like that, and unless you bring, I don't know. Well, do you know George, uh, well, they, Sam Burgess? They've brought back Justin Holbrook as an assistant coach, so that would be <laughs> major. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, yeah. we all agree. So, probably, probably safe then. Probably I mean, safe. Yeah, probably safe. Now, this one really intrigues me, mm-hmm. and I'm very yep. fascinated to hear your thoughts on this. Anthony Seabold of the Manly Warringah Seagulls. I'm going to say if things go poorly, I think Seabold, I think we all, he's very good. Uh, he's got a very good analytical brain of the game. I, I think he's a very smart coach. I don't know if that always translates to on-field. And I think especially with the Seagulls, their fate rests a lot on their stars. I think more so than other teams. If Turbo's fit and DC are fit and firing, they're great. If not, then where do you go? And and with the signing of Luke Brooks, who I think we all expect to be better, I think he'd need to get out of that West Tigers system. He's now at a new club. Mm. But if things go poorly there, I'm not sure what happens. And it... He's a much maligned coach, Anthony Seabold. So I'm going to go if things go poorly. So my mind went straight to on the hot seat. But you made a good point there, Charles, is where a lot of it rests on the plays, in particular, Tommy Turbo. So if Tommy Turbo gets injured again in round eight, essentially their season is over. Mm. So then Seabes is given another a break. He's like, oh, well, you know, your best player got injured. What, you know, what, what could you have done? Um, however, they've signed a lot of 
a lot of players in the off season, like Jackson Paulo, uh, Luke Brooks, host of other, um, host of other players coming. Tommy Talao from the West Tigers, um, too. They've just re-signed, and this was Steve's decision as well, along with the board, to re-sign Josh Schuster on a big three-year, $2.4 million deal. So uh, if, if Schuster doesn't perform well, of course it rests on Schuster, but that also will reflect poorly on Siebes and the management there who made that deal. Um, they've also let some young guys go in the Farnu brothers to the West Tigers. And if you look at Siebes, you just have to look at, and this is just facts, you look at Siebes' record in the NRL, one season with the, um, with the Rabbitohs, one and a half seasons with the Broncos, he's now going to get into his second year with the Seagulls. So he doesn't tend to stay long at a club if he's not successful there. I know he left on his own accord from the Rabbitohs, mm. but in my opinion, he needs a big 20, 2024. I, you know, you've sort of swayed me. I reckon on the hot seat. I, I, you've, you're right. They've, they've made a massive gamble and they sort of put all their chips on a guy who you shouldn't put your house on. I, th- I think Brooks is a massive gamble. I think Schuess is a massive gamble. They're also moving Ruben Garrick into the centres. Mm. Um, a lot of those decisions are coming from Siebes. So, again, I, yeah, my first thought was on the hot seat. Don, what do you think? Uh, look, I think things would have to go wrong. Last year, I think everyone and the Manly board would agree it was an absolute write-off. But we've seen plenty of positive signs from Manly. I mean, towards the back end of the season, their attack was kind of... Flourishing. DC was DCE was, was amazing. Yeah, career yeah, best. Aging like five and one, really. Yeah. So I, I'd be happy to meet you in the middle and go, needs a big 2024. Okay. If Tommy gets injured, all right, there's the excuse there. But then if they start p- performing poorly and Seebs can't really use that as an excuse anymore, I could definitely see him going. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to put him there. Needs a big 2024. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that middle's out. Needs a, needs a big 2024. Um, now, Ricky Stewart. And I'm, I'm, I want to start with this one. And I'm very fascinated to hear your thoughts. I think he's fully safe. I think no no one understands the Canberra Raiders, yeah. and you'd be a very brave person to tell Ricky Stewart, who basically <laughs> is the Canberra Raiders, that you're no longer going to be the coach of that club. I think he's the heart and soul of that club. Don't point a camera at his face, otherwise, you know, you'll, you'll get in trouble. I'm going to say he's fully safe. Can I make this prediction? I yep. can fully see Ricky Stewart, round 21, round 22, if they're going poor and they're in the bottom four, Ricky Stewart says, hey, Don, Don Fern, the CEO, who he's good mates with, I'm done. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. You know, Jack Whiten's gone. Josh yeah. Papali, he's probably got maybe one year left. Um, they just got like, Ko Weeks is going to be their six. I think Xavier Savage or another young bloke's going to be their centers uh, in that fullback. They got Ethan Strange, who's going to be in his you know, essentially first year playing the center. So it's going to be a young, young squad. They've got an aging pack, as I said, in Papali'i and Elliot Whitehead. So I can really see, again, it's kind of like, I'm not trying to liken him to Cleary, but like the only way I can see Ricky going is if Ricky wants to go. Mm. Um, I'd still have him in probably safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with putting him in probably safe, Tom. Damien Hardwick, Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> yep. Shavi. Yes. What, are they all, what did they all say when they left their posts? I'm tired. This is too mentally burning. Ricky Stewart, I can see it. It's, it's written in the clouds. He's going to pull a press conference randomly. You know, maybe SEN's Charles Goodsir or Dom Crenetti gets the scoop and Ricky Stewart departs his post mid-season. It's the biggest story in the NRL, but I agree. I think he's fully safe. So, yeah, Full, I, yeah I, let's I, go I fully safe. Him, I can't see him getting safe. Let's There's no fully way. Safe. Yeah. Fully safe, but I can very easily see the headline of him uh, announcing that he's well, stepping down. As he burns himself Rays. out, Ricky. <laughs> he burns himself out. You, you always have to watch. I mean, like every Monday morning after a game, I think every time I'm clipping up audio for, for either Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, yeah. mornings with Matt White or whatever it is, there's always a grab from a Ricky Stewart presser. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so thankful to have him. And I hope he sticks around because he's just gold. 
Uh, Kevin Walters from the Broncos, fresh off a grand final appearance. I think this is another pretty quick one. I think he's fully safe, um, but interested to hear your thoughts. I go probably safe. Yep. I, I go probably safe. Um, so missed the f- so he's been there since what twenty twenty one. But you ride, you ride that season off, right? Because yeah, right. Came in yeah, exactly. Screws, so. You're coming, um, grand, you know, grand final success last year. He is losing. He has lost some players. Tom Flegler and Herbie Farmworth going to their Dolphins. Um, the one thing that worries me is the fitness of Adam Reynolds, and so when he goes down, kind of, I mean, who's going to step up really there? So. I would still say probably safe. They should be contesting again for the top four because of their the strength of their outside backs and the strength of their young, you know, damaging forward pack, which is just unreal. So, yeah, probably safe for me with Fikevi. Yeah, I think I wanted to say fully safe, but just because we've seen that one bad season from him. Yeah, I, yeah. I know there's a lot of external factors that he really couldn't control. Yeah, I'll go I'll go probably safe just because if they if they do go on a Broncos slide that they've Well remember last, twenty end yeah. of twenty twenty two they were in the top four and they slid out of the eight. That's yep. very true. Because um yep. a lot of it came off the back of Pat Carrigan when he got yep. suspended for that hip drop on Jackson Hastings. So it it has we have seen it under Kevy. So that's why I'd still go with probably safe though. Can I can I throw a conspiracy theory out at your left? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Kevy Walters is having a terrible year. The Broncos board they say no, nah, we can't do this anymore. I know where this is going. Bring back Wayne. Wayne Bennett. Says, Wayne Bennett, the resurrection. I've had enough. Charles's uh, theory comes to life. Wayne Bennett comes back uh, to the Broncos. He leads him to a premiership. He retires. No, I, I think Wayne. It would it would take a big uh, a bigger turnout uh, yep. um, from the Broncos. I think there are some people on the board there who Wayne probably doesn't like anymore, allegedly. So. <laughs> Um, I'd say, yeah, I, do we all agree? Probably safe for Kevy. Yeah, probably safe. And, yeah, there, probably and, safe. and there are no good part threes, um, in anything. The final one, and I think this one is pretty self-explanatory as well. Andrew Webster from the Warriors. I, what an amazing run. I, yeah. I, I think fully safe. I don't think they'll go as well as they did last year. Yeah. I don't think they need to. I, I just think they need to make finals. Roger Tulvasa-Shek coming back is a massive win. Last season with Adam Fanil Blake. I think they are a premiership contender, uh, but we'll have to just wait and see. Fully safe for mine. So biggest thing for me is we've seen these flash in the pan seasons from the Warriors. Look at 2011, 2012, missed the finals. 2018, come back. 2019, missed the finals. Yeah. Um, and now they've got the expectation. So last year they were the Hunters. This year they're the Hunted. They've got big expectations because their golden boy, Roger Tuivasa-Shek's coming back. He's going to slot in at center. Looks like this may be Sean Johnson's last year, possibly second last year. It's going to be Adam Fanua Blake's last year with the Warriors after signing with the Sharks in 2025. So again, I'll go with probably safe. I don't think he's fully safe, probably safe, but big expectations for the Warriors. They should be competing for that top four spot once again. I think they'll finish somewhere between fourth and eighth. I think he's fully safe. I think... Andrew Webster is more than just a coach for the Warriors. I think he's a father figure to a lot of these players, despite like having no links to the country of New Zealand whatsoever. Right? Uh, he means a lot to the community. He means a lot to the board. You know, he's a lot of people wouldn't have taken the Warriors job. It's a mm-hmm. coaching job in the NRL, but you know, he left the Panthers for the Warriors and everything he's done for them. I just can't see him getting sacked. Uh, but it's a massive year for them to kind of transition. This is a year for Sean Johnson to teach the young and up and coming halves. You know, the players that have played first grade before to. You know, take over the team for next year and save for Adam Fanua Blake uh, for 2025. So might be a different story then, but this year, fully safe, Andrew Webster. Yeah, fully safe. And uh, there we have it. They're all the coaches. Any any final selections we want to make? I'm, I'm pretty happy with so, how that list sits. Yeah, we'll just round it out. So we've got Craig Bellamy, Shane Flanagan, Wayne Bennett, Ivan Cleary, Des Hasler, Benji Marshall, Ricky Stewart, and Andrew Webster. Fully safe. Craig Fitzgibbon, Trent Robinson, Billy, uh, Billy Walters. He might be probably safe, but Kevy's <laughs> probably safe. 
Um, if things go poorly, we've got Todd Payton and Adam O'Brien. Uh, needs a big 2024, Cameron Serraldo, Anthony Seabold, and Jason Demetrio. And the only coach yeah. out of everyone in the NRL on the hot seat, Brad Arthur, I that, think that's a fair So, so that's, the thing, that. that's the thing that stands out for me is that we've only got one coach on the hot seat. Mm. Um, and years pass. I mean, I remember yeah. back in 2025, coaches were sacked. So if there's anything but like that, we're going to be wrong in this regard. Look at that tier there that needs a big 2024. Yeah, You've got exactly. and Seabold and Demetrio, all relatively new, a bit of external circumstances, new players coming in. So yeah. you can't put them under the hot seat now. I, I, think, I yeah. think what we're saying, those four coaches uh, on those bottom tier lists are definitely in, yeah. in the firing line. I think Brad Arthur has got flame, cartoon <laughs> flames coming out the side of him. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like in the Simpsons or whatever. But yeah, yeah I, I think those, those three coaches, especially in the needs of big twenty twenty four, they need to get going very quickly. Well, Charles, I'll add it. I think that you had Todd Payne and Adam O'Brien. Like, if I think all the coaches from if they, if things go poorly down, mm-hmm. are essentially they're going to be under scrutiny all year. Yeah. Um, and I know it's tough on Adam O'Brien, but it's because he doesn't have a contract in place for 2025. Yeah, so it's so much if he, easier. If he doesn't perform, yep. they can get rid of him. Yep. Todd Payton, um, you know, he's had one season there where they've made the finals and they looked yep. really good. And then last year they flamed out. So, and we know how unpredictable it is in, in rugby league and the NRL. So mm-hmm. I think, again, all of those coaches from if things go poorly down, they're going to be under a whole lot of pressure come round one. Perfect. Well, I think that's our list, gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Charles. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube.